fans, and welcome to episode 46 of State of My Sports. At State of MI Sports, we talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports, on Instagram and Twitter. Also like our Facebook page with the same name, State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You're alerted when a new episode is out. And share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch each segment as they get released throughout the week. Episode 46, we're going to talk about all that's happened uh, since our last episode with the coronavirus. Um, It has basically put the sports world on pause and really is affecting everything around us here in Michigan. The entire world on pause. Yeah, it is insane. Um, We'll get into that, try to stick to sports on it, but it's worth talking about. Um, Thankfully, the NFL is still up and running. They signed a new CBA this past weekend, or they, they passed it, the votes. And free agency is moving right along, which starts tomorrow, but the whole f- tampering period is, is going around. <laughs> so we so we know what's going on. Um, and there's a lot to talk about there. And, of course, we're going to grade some Michigan beers. Um, I am Sam Waldhart, and with me today is Where's everybody? R- Ryan. <laughs> You're the only one left. It's just me. Point. What is going on? Did it's you not, fire everybody else? Yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah, get out of here. If you guys are going to be all worried about the corona, get out of yeah, here. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so The corona. Yeah, the corona. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just us two tonight. They're still in the podcast. Kyle's gone. Mike is still on vacation working somewhere. So uh, we're going to pull through, and this is gonna, probably going to be the best episode ever is the way I look at it. I so. agree with you 100%. So, Ryan, tell us a little about like what, what you did the last week. I mean, so the coronavirus, I don't want to get into the details yet, but just with everything going on, like what are you guys doing at, at your house? Anything different, really? I mean, we're definitely staying home a lot more than we – did before this we've kind of isolated ourselves just like everybody is they, they kind of made it impossible to do anything else yeah you know yep uh you know bars are shut down restaurants are pretty much only takeout at this point in michigan uh schools are closed i mean it, let's be smart about it we're being smart about it we've pretty much isolated ourselves it's kind of nice just to be around the family yeah and uh you know spend time together in that way yeah i'm i'm a homebody so this yeah. really isn't much of a change for me. Luckily, you guys live right across the street. We yeah, got, exactly. We got built-in family. We got built-in friends. It's very easy for us. I mean, we were out this weekend together just talking, drinking Yeah, with our another neighbor of ours, which, uh, was, which is a great time. We had the whole neighborhood around. Yeah, it, was, exactly. it was easy. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. And the kids play together, which is awesome as well. So really doesn't nothing changes too much for us other than just doing what we're told right <laughs> just trying to yeah keep our we, distance i mean where we need to our family we we practice the whole hygiene thing and we wash our hands a lot as it is we yeah. are taking that more seriously and we're doing things more often but it's really not that much of a change for us and yeah. our you know they, they're saying to eat healthy and try to exercise well we got the eat healthy thing down yeah. exercise i mean i don't know it's if you call play exercise, I guess, yeah, yeah we got that. As long as we're too. not sitting on the couch streaming everything yeah, there you all go. day, every day, we're, we're good. So um, we'll just quickly introduce our beers and, and get into the, the episode here. So what are you drinking over there? So I am drinking from Roke, or is it Roak Brewing Company? It's Roke. Yeah. Okay. Oh, because it's Royal Oak. Yeah. Roke. Roke. Okay. Got it. So from Royal Oak Brewing Company, uh, it's Blow Your Face Out Double IPA. Ooh. Yeah. So this is a limited release i think okay or is that what they call that yeah limited yeah. edition limited, limited edition release, yeah. yeah it was just it was, they didn't even have a, a price tag on this when i went up to buy it okay the guy had to call somebody and say hey how much is this <laughs> so that made me feel good it's like but 50 bucks yeah, yeah exactly right. <laughs> it's a 10 and a half alcohol Whoa, percentage pretty potent yeah i didn't even know that when i bought it either so <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have a good time we're gonna have a good time yeah. yeah i didn't really read about it but um i'll let you know later all at right the end sounds of the good i am drinking um 
from Perrin Brewing Company's Side Hustle Series Carrot Cake Cream Ale. So this is courtesy of my, courtesy of my sister, Brittany. She got it for me uh, for my birthday episode, but she didn't get it to me till my birthday, which we recorded the day before. So I, I didn't get to do it on my birthday. So Wait, I'm, Carrot Cake? Carrot cream? Cake Cream Ale. Very flavorful. Oh, my gosh. It says, pour out a slice of sweet and creamy carrot cake blended with real carrots, pineapple, and lactose with a wide variety of specialty malts for a rich cake flavor and <laughs> malty backbone. We had to do it, right? Yeah. Somebody I had to, read, to it. read it. I mean, that's, that's the only way I can get through it. I mean, All right. My question is, did she recommend this or did she give it to you she because actually, she's had it? She actually bought it because she saw so she saw it and thought of the podcast. Okay. And was like, all right, I'm going to get it for Sam to, oh, to that's try cool. on the podcast. Okay. So um, we were at the hops last week, so I didn't get to do it last week. So this is this is uh, my time. And it's actually more close to her birthday. Her birthday is closer than, than mine is. So, so you should. This is her birthday episode. You're celebrating your sister's birthday. Exactly. With some carrot cake. So Happy birthday, Brittany. So those are the beer intros for episode 46. But before we move on, I want to remind everyone that although we, you cannot sit and eat and drink at the house brewing company and cafe you do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown they are open monday through friday from 5 p.m to 7 p.m so you can continue to support them by purchasing crawlers gift cards and merchandise during that time uh, they have great beer and a great staff that we need to support now more than ever and are the official brewery of state of my sports in 2020 Mention State of My Sports, and they said you can get a dollar off your first crawler. So thank you to the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe for continuing your support of us. We'll continue to support you and just support local businesses as, as we're, we go through this time. So we are going to talk a little bit about the coronavirus. We want this to be your, your kind of your escape from from what you're dealing with 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 the coronavirus here in the state of Michigan. It's pretty chaotic, and 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 you know, Ryan, we were kind of talking about how, like pre-show, I don't want to say embarrassed, but how quickly it changed from from the we recorded on Tuesday or Tuesday night last week, and so much happened and so quickly. It looked like it wasn't going to be a big deal, and then it just it it became that. It became that hour by hour. Yeah, it was and, absolutely incredible. And I don't want to say that we were embarrassed from what we said because it was our true feelings. It was what was going on in that moment. But it just if you listen to it now, we sound like a bunch of idiots. Like no idea what we were talking about. Yeah, well, so I was <laughs> listening to last week's podcast today, and it was insane how little information we had compared to now. So I'm listening to it, and at the time, we're talking about you know playing Final Four games in an empty arena and how that would impact sports. That was before the cancellations, you know. Yeah. That was before any of this stuff started happening. Of course, it was announced the day after the podcast, yeah, that, or is, the day of it gets it released. Seems to happen a lot. It happened with D'Antonio I know. and the hire. <laughs> Our timing is State. brutal. It's yeah, awful. Tuesday's not working out good for us, but we got to figure that out. <laughs> um, but so I, I did want to talk about. Obviously, you you brought it up. The, the March Madness completely canceled. Yep. I mean, that is such a a big deal. Like, that is one of the, I mean, gambling is massive in that time. Non-basketball fans become basketball fans, and it's just like, it's just a spectacle, and everybody loves it. And, and I'm curious what you thought about, I mean, do you think they pulled the plug a little too early on that instead of trying to find a creative way to play it without fans? I th- I think they did. I think they did. They, they pulled the plug on it, and they canceled it 
really, really early before we had all the information. So I guess the point of talking about listening to last last week's episode was to say, I think from now on, it's in our interest to just kind of see this thing through and, and not really give a real opinion because as the news comes in hour by hour, day by day, things are changing so much. Our opinions can change that much as well. For sure. And that quickly. So I think if we give ourselves some room to just be able to reflect back and then, and then, you know, I guess soak it in that way rather than always trying to have an opinion up front about certain reactions. The only thing I think about the final four specifically in sports in general is you, you can't walk something back once you've made a decision. Once you've made the yep. announcement of a cancellation, you can't just start uncanceling things because arenas get booked or, you know, it, it doesn't work out that way. You yeah. know, sports programs are designed for preparation so they can't prepare for these things in the same way that they would if it, if it was just delayed if it was delayed then all these programs would might have you know something while they're in quarantine to send to their their teams and, and still be looking at film right now they're completely canceled yeah none, of, the, none of that's going it wouldn't be exactly. fair to even put it back on no i, I completely agree and and it, you know i think you you heard i mean you feel bad for the seniors you feel bad for the guys that are that are going to be going pro next year. I mean, I'm, I'm curious what you think about, um, you know, the senior aspect of it. I mean, th- do you think that they deserve a free red shirt? I mean, I'm curious to your thought, and then I'll give mine. This is but. tough. I mean, the the hard part the hard part for me is that I don't know. Wait. Is this a this we're a, getting we're getting our very first live call, Kyle? It, it, you're on the air. I mean, we're we're literally recording. What's what going are you guys on? doing? We we have Kyle Fossey on the line Kyle, here. Kyle Fossey. I mean, do I have to redo my intro now that you made an appearance? <laughs> you you guys are live right now, huh? We're, we're actually live. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm giving a call from from quarantine to see if you guys are doing anything tonight. Whoa. But I yeah, I guess uh, I guess you're right in the middle of it. Yeah. So what what are you drinking over there? In quarantine, uh, I actually I have a little <laughs> bit of vodka tonic going. Oh, nice! Um, but just to, I'm just trying to kill some germs. Just trying to, you know, I think that's how this whole thing works. So, it, um, you know, that's actually a good point. Yeah, yeah. The more <laughs> vodka, the more uh, killing the germs. Exactly. No, so every, everything's good over in the house, though. Everything is good, man. I mean, we're on kind of high alert with uh, with Gus, with my son, and everything, but no, no symptoms, no nothing like that. Just kind of playing it real. We're uh, we're not. I mean, I'm going to work a few hours every day, but other than that, not a whole lot. Um, nobody else is really leaving the house, so well, uh, I assume you guys are kind of the same thing, huh? Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of we got a lot of table space here. That's what I and, and honestly, we were, Ryan and I were talking about you know how nice it is to have a full table to ourselves that we might start making cuts and yep. and whatnot and like oh, having people yeah, sit in the corners. We're, we're making cuts. It, I mean, we're we're talking about it. Nothing set in stone yet. But one thing that we were just talking about, we were talking about the seniors that that kind of had their their seasons cut short, if you will. Um, I know yeah. being a Michigan State fan, Cassius Winston, how would you feel like if, if he got a free redshirt and, and came back for a full another year? Do you think that they deserve that or no? Boy, oh, I, do, do I think they deserve it? I think they do. I, I, on some level, I think they do. Um, but but I don't oh – boy, that's a tough question. I, is, Sam, I was texting with you about that, that interview I heard with Izzo where he, he was kind of <laughs> that's right. mentioning a little bit about that and how he's going a little bit stir crazy and cleaning out his garage and his <laughs> and his closet and things like that. Yeah. Um, 
His wife was so I, happy about this. I feel yeah, like. <laughs> he was. That's what he said. He was hitting the honeydew list, and um, I part of me wants to say this is so unprecedented I, that I think they do deserve it. But they got to play a whole season as well. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Cassius comes back even if you give him that. Okay. Because he he's gonna finish his master's degree, um, you know, this year, um, and I think he wants to take his run at the NBA. Now there's other ones who could possibly but they did get to play a whole season um, it's just the postseason that they missed out on right so, yeah which is the biggest part but uh, yeah i yeah. it's like in on one hand I, I look at it as yeah the ncaa should should give them the option but then like i mean do coaches get that option as well like do they save a year of their contract or you know what i mean like it's just like if right. you set that standard like you're opening up a can of worms that you're messing with a lot of people that you don't really realize you're messing with you know, I thought about the coaches thing too. I heard I was listening to something where this guy was saying you need to the the, the selection committee should have created the field of sixty eight because so much it, it's such a short band. We talk about coaches not getting. I think Ryan specifically has said this too. Like coaches, it's a short shelf life. So yeah. for uh, whatever a college whoever to be able to say, hey, you didn't make March Madness, or you haven't made the tournament. Like, it, I know they're going to take this into consideration, but at the same time, it's like, set the field, tell us who's in, who's not, is what this, I don't know if I agree, but that's what this person was saying. Set the field so we know who would have made it and who would have not made it. For so sure. this coach could say, hey, I would have made it. Yeah, yeah, and so that we were talking about that beforehand. With, with did you Do you think they pulled the plug too early? Should they have tried to find a creative way to... <clears throat> crown a champion whether it's like you know make it a smaller tournament maybe 16 teams or something along those lines and play in an empty stadium or something like get creative and still have an ncaa basketball champion like that i feel like there's a massive hole that that wasn't filled with that was there some way my question is was yeah was there some way to postpone it you know what i mean and exactly yeah because everybody, you'd be at a disadvantage, but everybody would be at the same disadvantage. So, um, yeah, but I, you know, they were saying too, as soon as Rudy Gobert from, sure, I can't think of who he plays for now. Utah Jazz. Jazz, I think. Jazz, yeah. As soon as he had it, it was like, shut it down because players are giving it to other players. And, yeah. um, you know, then Donovan Mitchell had it. And now just, I think just today, four of the, um, the Nets yeah. are. Yeah, or have been confirmed, and Christian Wood it, for it, the it, Pistons has Christian it. Christian Wood, I think Steph Curry Wood, too. Yeah. Right? Steph Curry does. Yeah, oh, I didn't hear that. Wow. Yeah, and I think so many of these guys are asymptomatic, so they're not even they don't even have symptoms. Yeah, but because I think they're they're very healthy people. <laughs> A little so, bit, yeah, I would say um, so. <laughs> much more than me, I know that. <laughs> um, so it's kind of yeah. I think I the the president or whatever it is of the NCAA said as soon as he saw that a player had it. He, that's when he pulled the plug. I part of me does think that's too early. Like you can postpone things. You can, um, yeah, you know, yeah. The, the 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 NBA players and the owners going to the commissioner or whatever it is and saying, "Don't cancel the season. Let's let's see how this goes. Maybe we can start playing in in mid June and we start next season a little later." Like, yeah, I just I. I do wonder if there are ways to do things. It's it's that, it's definitely unprecedented. I mean, like we've never been in this situation. I don't know if they handled it right. I don't know any of those things no. really. It 
right. it feels like it wasn't, but I'm not going to tell them that they did it wrong either. Yeah, I can't, I can't blame them for being conservative. They, they obviously did the right no, thing that you, they thought they could do for player right? safety. Yeah, and, and that, you know, I'm not saying that was the wrong decision. And, and really, I expect, you know, this is going to go on for a little while longer as well. So it's not like the end is completely you know, no, that's clo- true. close that's to us. True. So I don't think this they would be playing this either way. I think it eventually would no. have been canceled completely anyways. But, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of agreed with you, uh, Kyle. We were saying the same thing as, you know, maybe there was a way to just not jump on the whole cancellation so quickly. Maybe there was a way to postpone this, to wait sure. for the details to come out. And I think that's where a lot of people are with our opinions on the topic is we just want to see how it is. We're, we're going to practice yeah. good hygiene. We're going to follow – you know, the um, recommended uh, methods to stay safe yeah. and, you know, the social distancing and all that stuff. We're going to do that, and we'll just see how this thing plays out. Yeah, as long as they don't yeah. cut it to less of than four, I think our podcast will be able to keep keep up and running, <laughs> which is most important I was just going to gonna ask, are, are you guys <laughs> sitting right now? You have all that table space, but are you sitting more than six feet apart? I, no? would, I would say so. We got about two okay. and a half. I measured I it. it yeah, we're six I foot mean, one inch. <laughs> yeah. So we're Six good. Foot one. Yeah, because I laid I okay. laid down and it was um, pretty cramped because I'm pretty tall. So. Yeah, he's he's, right. he's over six foot. Yeah. So. Well, Kyle, I mean, I'm so glad that we figured. Like, we were just playing music on Ryan's phone connected, and all of a sudden you call. Unbelievable I'm just that it worked out. What's going on over there? Un- yeah. Unbelievable <laughs> that it worked out this way. Our very first caller to say to my sports podcast. You are always welcome to call. Kyle. So we'll I give out Ryan's I... phone number so anybody can call anytime they want. And okay, <laughs> somehow this it. just that works. Six one <laughs> <Six>, Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> well, thank, uh, thanks for I, calling, Kyle. Absolutely. Sorry, if I you got more here, we'll we'll make this a regular thing for sure. Yeah, you're not leaving the <laughs> podcast. This is this is your your moment here. I'm here. We're, I'm, we're I'm not letting you, you loose. Absolutely. If you were, no, if, no, I'm if, here. If you were trying to get away, be, using this as an excuse, like your excuse is over. You can't. Now you always have to call in at the very least. Right. So, at the very least, this is a segment I keep calling. We're good to go. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> all right, buddy. We'll talk to you tomorrow, all right, guys. If not sooner. Sounds good. We'll, we'll see you later. <laughs> all right. See, see you, Kyle. I, I can't believe the way that it just worked out. That's, that's seriously. <laughs> it was perfect. I hope it like actually pulled in sound i, I know. have no we'll, idea we'll, we'll, we'll find we'll out I mean, this is kind of a wait and see type moment you know but. yeah exactly same kind of thing right we're gonna <laughs> post it and then we'll see exactly so i mean it's affecting more than the obviously basketball is the big one that people look at because it's the big tournament it's what we care about but i mean there's baseball and softball lost probably 75 percent of the season um lacrosse is about done i mean i mean you're talking the, college. The spring sports in college. And, I mean, not even talking about high school at this point. I feel awful for those guys, especially the seniors. But, like, basketball is the big one that everybody sees that was affected. There are so many other college athletes that have been affected, high school athletes. Athletes everywhere are getting affected, and it, that's what sucks is you're just canceling a lot of these guys' senior, you know, senior seasons, guys and girls' senior seasons. And I've, my heart goes out to them more than more than the basketball guys, to be honest. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, like I, I, I think the basketball, baseball guys, softball girls, swimming, diving, like whatever's yeah, tennis, going on, track, track and, field. and field. Those are the ones that you got to give the extra red shirt to, and because this is their last moment, if you will. And a lot of these athletes are trying to make a name for themselves still to get to the next level. If that's what you're striving for, I mean, a lot of people do commit when they're sophomores or even juniors. 
but that's not the norm. Most people, they still need their season, senior season to get noticed and get attracted to these colleges. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's a tough situation. I can't imagine how I would have reacted in this situation if I was yeah. either in college or in high school. Like Either way, I, I would have been devastated. Yeah, it, so. it would feel like the end of the world, at least the end of, of something. And, I mean, it, it's affecting proms. It's affecting yeah. a lot of people's senior year, which is just it, – it, it, it's very sad to say the least. Um, obviously, other sports, NBA, NHL, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they step back into it. I know NHL kind of came out with a plan – early May, kind of trying to ease back into it. We'll see. Um, MLB, I'm not too worried about them. Um, it, it's just, I'm actually kind of glad that the MLB is on delay because yeah. it's like, let's get into warmer weather and, and see how that goes. And one, one thing that I want to bring up with MLB, and then we'll, we'll move on, um, you know, I, I think we learned with basketball when they had their lockout, and I think they started like right around Christmas. Yeah. I forget what year that was. Yeah, there was. Uh, they played like a condensed 68-game schedule or yeah, something like and that. and that was one of the most exciting regular basketball seasons yep that i i that i can remember yeah i'm not even a basketball fan well everybody the ratings were up the excitement was there there were there were more there was more competition because people were every game mattered that much a little just a little bit more yeah Yeah. so i'm curious i mean you're a baseball guy do you think that this could help their baseball ratings i know it hurts it's more of a regional sport i mean could this make the really long 162 game or Game one, yeah, one sixty-two game yeah. season. Like, if you cut it to let's say a hundred games or whatever, it ends up at like that wouldn't mean th- a lot more, right? Well, I think the ratings would go up for a lot of different reasons, though. I mean, if we don't have any sports to watch for months, and then we jump into a, a baseball season, everybody's gonna be craving yeah. sports. They're, they're gonna <laughs> yeah. be into baseball. Everybody's like, give me a little bit. Yeah, whatever exactly. Is, and they're gonna something. get to the the ballpark, and just they're gonna yeah. So I think I think MLB will be just fine. I think. More than anything, this actually might show, um, I don't know, this might actually give players a l- little bit more of a voice to say, hey, we, we don't we don't want to extend the season. We, we actually want to shorten the season a little bit. Yeah. And that would help the ratings. That would help with injuries. That would help with a lot of things. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, it might give them a little bit of leverage. I think with this, I'll also wait and see. Um, but no, I don't think it hurts MLB as much, nearly as much as all the other sports. So with all that was a negative that's kind of going around in sports, things getting canceled, a lot of questions, This the NFL and the CBA, no more questions. The, the teams, or the players, sorry, voted on it, and it passed. So we have football guaranteed till 2030, which is great. So, so I do want to touch a little bit on that. Um, they agreed on the new bargaining agreement. It passed. Um, it voted on the, the the members vote on what the you know owners proposed. Um, the final tally was one thousand and nineteen to nine hundred and nine nine hundred and fifty nine. So it passed, um, which means it passed by just a margin of sixty votes. Which is in in my head, it seems very close. Like that is a very close vote. Um, but one thing that I heard, it was out of the sorry. 2,500 total members of, of the, the Players Association. Yeah. So what about the 522 that didn't vote? Right. I think that it, that is, and, and that was 
I explained that terribly where I wanted to go. Well, you're but s- we're, we're, we're working there. We're getting there. <laughs> you're saying that only 1,978 voted out of approximately 2,500 That's exactly votes. what I'm saying. And with a vote that was that close, with 60 votes, yes or no, blah, 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 522 not voting, that is eye-opening to the Players Association. Like, what in the world... And why in the world are 522 players not voting on this? I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Have, has there been any kind of leaking about why those people didn't vote? I haven't heard any anything, really. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of the, you know, the loud the loud players, the, the rich players. The yeah, the players Aaron Rodgers. The players that people care about yeah. and focus the most about are very mad about it. Yeah, they're very angry. Completely like, they against it. They think it's it. a terrible deal. And look in my my opinion, I don't care who's who's making the money. I don't care if the owners are winning. I don't care if the players are winning. They're all getting paid handsomely. <laughs> like that is yeah, not no going to be an issue. It doesn't affect me as long as I'm not losing football. I'm I'm a happy camper. I mean, this one was obvious, right? This this they lifted the floor for all the guys in the, in the NFL that were like yes. fringe players that were in and out, maybe a two year career, one year career. Those guys are making out with this much better than the previous deal. Yeah. And but but the guys on top, the ones who are expecting a 15, 20 year career and all these different incentives and you know, they they create their own schedule of practice. What you know, yeah. those are the guys that are upset with this deal. Yeah. The funny thing is though, is like they're the ones that are making the most. They're not like they don't need it. They don't need it. Yeah. They're going to let's let's say they make a hundred million instead of a hundred five million over the course of of a their big contract or something like that. Like yeah. I, that's probably a bad example, but it's like it's minimal. But when you're looking at, and I had I had a stat on here, sixty five percent of the league makes league minimum. Whoa, really? Yeah. In this new deal for them was a twenty percent raise for the league minimum. Well, I and, get it, and I feel like that's exactly what the owners wanted to focus that's on. That's what they wanted to do. Yeah, and they manipulated that. I don't. Again, I don't want to say who won, who lost. Should the are the owners terrible people? I. I don't care about that. I think everybody's making plenty of money for what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, in that, my opinion, that's not that's not the argument to be made. These guys are. You can argue that football is a really dangerous sport because it is. That's a good argument. Yeah. Okay. Well, you also get paid so much. Like I can't even fathom the amount of money that these guys make on a minimum deal. Yeah. So a guy that that just plays a year and fizzles out and he says, "Well, what am I supposed to do now?" I don't know. The same thing that the rest of us do. You got a full ride scholarship. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. And you just got, let's say, a $600,000 one a contract. Right. So you're right? going to pay cash for a house, <laughs> hopefully, if you're smart yeah. about your money. You're going to go pay for cash for a house that you can live in and then have a, a, a house payment that's paid for, not have a house payment, and then go find a job. Like, yeah. We would all kill With to be in that situation. No yeah. Doubt. So I, uh, <laughs> I completely get this. I think it was brilliant by the owners to set that, to make this the focus of the deal. Yep. And I also get it from the the top. You know, if you're Aaron Rodgers and this doesn't impact you, you're like, well, no, we can do better. We can, you know, you want to maybe, you know, move the needle a little bit more, yeah. and you want to hold out for something more. That's easy for him to 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 have that fight. Yeah, that's not reality though. Exactly, and it, it like I I get everybody's gonna have their opinion own opinion. And right now, like when you look at the football, you have guys making thirty plus million and guys making six hundred thousand dollars. You're going to have a lot of you know, different views on that. And it just yes. kind of goes in there and then ends up meeting in the middle. I feel like if it benefits 
the majority of your players, it's really not a bad deal for the players. Like I, I don't want to get into the the ins and outs and you know the the testing and drugs and all of that stuff. Like the drug testing, like I don't care. I don't think the average fan truly cares about that as long as they get their football yeah they are happy and that's the key we got it signed football's guaranteed for a long time yeah and that's in every fan's best interest right there yep. i was actually listening to golik and wingo in the morning i don't know a couple weeks ago and this is something that mike golik actually said on the air he's like i you know i'm putting myself in position when i was a player i would have taken this deal i i would have signed this deal i would have been pushing for this because it would have impacted me a whole lot more than the the superstars on my team yep so yeah i mean that's just the perspective that uh i think people need to keep in mind and and i don't want to like make it sound like i'm calling aaron Rodgers or russell wilson russell wilson greedy because look they're businessmen and that's exactly what this is it is a business everybody has to look out for themselves at some point and i feel like this was eye-opening because you could really truly see how the highly play, paid players wanted more and feel like they deserve more, and the low, you know, lower paid players are like, look, I mean, this is my chance. This is my chance to get a twenty percent raise for basically nothing. I'm gonna take it. Yeah, and the flip side, because this vote was so close, this is probably making the owners so happy. Just oh they're just gosh. smiling, just like, look, we did it perfect. They're looking. They at, were right on yeah. the edge, you know. They're like, like those 522 players. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for not voting. Thank you for not reading the 600 page <laughs> CBA proposal. Well, that just, might have been the reason they didn't vote. <laughs> they're just like, whatever, man. Like, as long as I get to play football and make money, so they're all happy. But so, so I mean, w- along with that, there is some football that that, I mean, it changes kind of the landscape of football. So I'll kind of get into that. Um, the 2020 season will look very similar, four preseason games, 16 regular season games. However, I, I believe the league is going to add a wildcard team to each conference this year. So there will be, you know, two extra games on wildcard weekend. So there's only going to be one bye for the number one seed of each conference. Then you're adding a second wild card, or is it a third wild card? I think it's a third wild card, I right? think it is now, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think so. So I, I believe that's the way it is. And, I mean, more football. It's more football. <laughs> right? And, and, I, and I think it's more competition too, right? Yeah. Because now those teams are going to be competing in week 17 where you would see guys sitting like the big the big names and the big quarterbacks. Yeah. They'd all be sitting in week 17 if they had something locked up because the f- number one and two seed, Yeah. not much now difference. Now you're going for that number one seed yep and it's gonna it's gonna keep those big names playing all year round which is the reason they probably didn't didn't want to sign up for this yeah exactly so then um so i also saw that the league has a window to add a 17th regular season game uh which could start as early as 2021 and they have the window to like kind of get it involved until 2023 and then the window closes kind of weird um so 2022 seems to be the most like logical time because there's going to be new broadcast um, contracts involved and all, all of that will kind of kick in. So it seems like it'll be 2022, but it could be as early as 2021 that we're going to get an extra regular season game. Um, it, it, I, I feel like that'll be interesting to see how they, how they manage that. I mean, an odd number of regular season games means, I mean, what is that, eight at home? Nine on the road. I don't. I don't know. Eight and eight in a neutral field. <laughs> yeah, like swap it, years. Yeah, yeah, like it's really weird. Um, but one thing that so everybody's kind of well, everybody's gonna play on a neutral field. Well, you also got to look at the gates. So w- with this new deal, if if they bring on a seventeenth regular season game, they're cutting a preseason game. So that means it's an odd number of preseason games as well. 
So I don't think it's necessarily a neutral field issue. It's more, all right, this year you get one extra home regular season game. The following year you get one extra preseason game, and it kind of gets split that way. So that's just my speculation. I mean, nobody, we'll nobody really cares. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I, I hope they don't add it. I mean, you don't want another a no, 17th I'm one game? of those. I'm one of those fans that would. Ra- I'd rather keep it at 16. Really? Yeah, I would. Wow, man, I'm just looking at it as like one more game You're that I more care football. about. Oh, I just look at it as more football, and I, I know I sound bad, but I think by week eight, week nine, you know who the players are. At that point, so as a fan, you're either in for the rest of the season or you're Look, not. I, I was glued to my TV week 17, Lions against that's Packers. True, that's like, true. For I, yeah. no reason. Like, whether or not you're seeing – like, everybody cares about week 17 because either you're trying to get in the playoffs or you're trying to get that number two pick. Or you're trying to lose to get a number two <laughs> or number three pick and make sure you don't win and jump all the way to the number six pick. So – Week 17 mattered in Detroit. That's true. And they led the whole game yep. until they never Luckily, we ones. were bad enough to do what we needed to do. Yeah. So, so like I said, I, I didn't know who won, who lost. I thought there was some some interesting kind of, obviously, Twitter is where you go to get players' voices these days. Um, yep. Damian Williams, or sorry, Damian Wilson said, wow, y'all really let me down. Um, and then he said, we folded as a group shaking my head. I think that's what SMH means, right? Shaking I, my head. I don't know. Not I think sure. I heard that. I was actually going to ask you that. I'm pretty sure that's what it means. Gotcha. Um, so then CJ Anderson tweets, so did the owners win with a question mark? And Richard Sherman responds, yes, a lot to a little. So, I mean, <laughs> look, the, again, the big name, the loud, the guys that feel like we care about their true opinions. Is that fair to say? And, yeah. Um, are, are the ones that are, are against it. And everyone else is voting. Everyone that voted for it is sitting there pretty quiet. It feels like, like, hey, I didn't vote that way. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think doesn't it, I don't want to get into politics, but it's kind of like voting for Trump. Like, nobody wants to admit that they voted for Trump. Or like, <laughs> it's like the obviously secret. people yeah. do, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. You say in public yeah. where you're like, yeah, I mean, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I guess, sorry, I interrupted you on that. but Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I think um, not, I'm not really sure what I was actually going to say about, <laughs> about it anymore. You brought Good. up politics. It's, and I it's, gotta, time, it's time to move on anyways. I think so. this song so much like i if we just let the whole song play like would that be okay for the segment or I'd, no? I'd be okay with that yeah like this is easton asks me all the time he's like dad what is your favorite song circles I'm like yeah probably I mean, it, he, like, he just knows it's a, like it's so funny he's got the alexa up there or like we have one in, in our kitchen and he's just alexa play circles <laughs> like it's just constantly it's so funny and then they fight over it and it's a big Alexa just played Circles Upstairs. No, she didn't. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it's... Oh, my gosh. It's playing, yeah. Alexa, turn it off. <laughs> I oh cannot man. believe that just happened. That's so good, yeah. All right, well, that was... So, <laughs> NFL free agency is going on. Um, there, there's some big things going on. I, I don't know. I don't remember it being this big in the past. Um, but, I mean, it is. And I said that just the other other day, I think, uh, about 
the the draft. Like it just that big that early. Um, I feel like there's so much going on right yeah, now. Yeah, you have a list here that I like. I'm I'm not doing a very good job following what's going on with with the NFL. This you is know. all within the last day and a half. I know it's incredible, it's insane. Yeah. All right, so I'll just kind of go through if if there's something to expand on. I think it, we'll, we'll do it. But um, Packers they released Jimmy Graham and he signed with the Bears. I, I feel like that's just such a so he signed with two years, eight million dollars per year. I feel like that's just the NFC North. It seems like whenever someone gets cut or someone leaves. They always stay inside the NFC North so they I know. can burn the other team. Like yeah. I feel like it's consistently like, no, the same. Nobody place. else does that, but yeah, you're right. The North <laughs> NFC yeah, North it yeah. feels like it, right? Yep. Um, Ryan Tannehill he gets four years with the Tennessee Titans for twenty nine point five per year. Um, Blows so, me away. So Lions fans, just always remember Stafford gets paid less than Ryan Tannehill, and then you can go to sleep at night. Um, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, two-year contract extension, $33 million per year. For So it's a he's got three years left. Um, A.J. Green, Derek Henry, Derek Henry, um, Dak Prescott, we're all tagged, like franchise tagged. Um, so here, here's one that, that will hit close to home. The Packers signed Rick Wagner for two years, $5.5 million per year. Um, you know, I... I look at this as an interesting one. He was definitely not going to move forward with the Lions. Um, we'll we'll get into the Lions side of it because they kind of already replaced him. But I feel like it's more of a downgrade for the Packers. Um, Brian Bulaga is, is a very good, um, I believe, right tackle, um, or maybe it's, it might even be a guard. I I don't know. It doesn't matter. But very good player on on the Packers offensive line in the past. And all of a sudden, see ya. You got Rick Wagner feel. I, Hey, that's good for the Lions, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it is too. I I agree with you. Downgrade for the Packers. Yeah, that's it, a pretty cheap uh, price tag on him. It though. is. That's the yep. thing. If it's he a, can get back to who he was before he was yeah. on the Lions, struggling and had a rough year last year. Um, the Lions had a rough a, year last yeah. year. I mean, I don't think he was. He wasn't doing that poorly when Stafford was playing quarterback. Okay. So I, I this could be one of those things. I don't know. I guess we'll just kind of see what. What happens next year could be one of those things where we had rookie quarterbacks and bad quarterbacks playing behind them and just making them look bad. So. Yeah, so so I'm gonna jump over to the lines here for a second. So um, that, that's what happened early last week or late last week. It doesn't matter. Um, they cut offensive tackle tackle Rick Wagner, so it was a release. Uh, it saves six point one million per year. I want to say it's about five million dollars of dead space. So, so I mean, you saved more than you would have paid him. Or I mean, then then he's costing you still, so it still hurts against the cap. But that six point one million opens the door a little bit. Um, we'll get into that a little bit more, but I thought that was uh, worth jumping over there too. Um, so so really, the big one that that stood out to me, and this really blew my mind, was was DeAndre Hopkins getting traded. So <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins in a twenty twenty fourth round pick were traded from the Texans to the Cardinals for. David Johnson in a second-round pick in 2020 and a 2021 fourth-round pick. What in the world is Bill O'Brien doing? That seems like such a steal for the Cardinals. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. It's so weird. Like, Does he? It, that's got to be a, easily a top-five wide receiver, right? Yes. Is that fair to say? Yes, absolutely. Um I, it's got to be a personality fit, right? That's I mean, the way I butting heads. It. Yeah. There's no way this is about what's best for the team talent-wise. Yeah, and the return is is absolutely 
embarrassing. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave off here and jump down to the Vikings. Now trade. now the Texans. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, with Bill O'Brien, they they've wanted to be a run first team for a long time, right? Okay. Yeah. That's not the way their team is built right now. So unless he has some magic plan to become a run first team, when you have um, uh, David Johnson, Deshaun Watson or, oh, as yeah. your quarterback okay. as well, I, I don't know. I mean that I I don't see that happening. I don't understand the trade, but but maybe that's his magic plan. He's just smarter than everybody else in the room, like he always thinks he is. <laughs> yeah, that's so. kind of the Patriot way. Everybody thinks of the smartest yeah. ones in the room, which, again, we'll get into that once we start talking <laughs> about the Lions. But um, so I want to go from I'm going to jump jump down my list here. So DeAndre Hopkins trade, um, and then compare it to what the Vikings did. So the Vikings traded Stephon Diggs and a 2027th round pick to the Bills for 22, the number 22 overall pick in 2020. Fifth and sixth round pick, and a 2021 fourth round pick. So they got what is that? Four picks for Stephon Diggs, including number 22 overall. That makes more sense. Like I mean, that that's the t- type of return that I would expect for DeAndre Hopkins. And you got basically none of that. You got David Johnson, who I mean, look when he's healthy, he's solid, but he's never healthy anymore. And then you, what did they swap? A, a pick or a second round pick and swapped fourth round picks. It, it's very strange in my opinion. Yeah, and that's um, what makes more sense with Diggs because he wanted out and everybody knew that. Exactly. And look, I, I would take DeAndre Hopkins over Diggs any day of the week. And Right? Yeah, I mean... I mean, I think they're talent-wise, they're pretty similar. It, it depends the makeup around that player. Okay. So, I mean, I think with Diggs, the, the thing that he had with Thielen... Was a pretty good dynamic. Okay. If you if you put Thielen with um with uh um, DeAndre Hopkins with DeAndre Hopkins, I think it just works differently. Okay. I think they they would probably be better in the end. Yeah. I think Hopkins Hopkins is the better receiver. Yes. I want to make that very clear. Okay. But I, I mean, it just depends on the dynamic of your team too, All the right. quarterback you have. Okay. So I'm gonna jump back up to to another one that that will hit close to home. The Broncos signed former Lion and Wolverine Graham Glasgow to a four year, eleven million per year. I think so. Just give your thoughts on that. When I when when you when I originally told you that you were a little shoot, we lost Graham Glasgow. Yeah, this one hurts. Or Glasgow. Okay. That that's my that's my feeling about it. Yeah. Okay. So, I I think I I agree with you. I think he was he was not bad last year, but I'm really glad that that 11 million per year is not coming out of the Detroit Lions' pocket. I think what he does in the way that the Lions value the guard position. It, it it doesn't it's not worth eleven million dollars per year in my opinion. I think he helps the Broncos. I get why they're paying for him because, I mean, he upgrades their offensive line, but I don't think he necessarily downgrades the Lions' offensive line the way that it feels. It, do, is yeah, that fair? Do we have somebody to step in? Well, we have. Um, oh my gosh! Other is, than draft picks, it's, no. is it the guy that that played for him quite a bit came in? Yeah, well, Dahl. <clears throat> Is that his name, Dahl, D-A-H-L? I want to say it's Dahl. Yeah, I know there's a baseball player, Dahl, but that's not this no, guy. No, it's not this guy. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure, so you put yeah, me on the I, spot there. Well, no, sorry, I, no. no I think, <laughs> so my feeling about this is if, we, if we're if we committed to, like even if we do have somebody to, to step into his role, when this group came in uh, to the Detroit Lions, they preached offensive line, defensive line. You're going to win in the trenches. This is the way, like, running game, all that stuff. I don't think... I think this is a downgrade. So I think uh, we, I would rather see them practice what they preach. And if it was important, 
uh, to build that part of your team, then invest a guy in a guy that's going to help the team in that area. So would you be okay with the Lions paying $11 million per year for him? For a guard? I, I think guards are overrate, or underrated. Okay. I do, because the tackles are very important, yes, because you have the edge rushers, but more and more you see these guys that are just animals, beasts on the inside, that are becoming more of the pass rushers on the inside. You see it with... Um, uh, the guy from uh, the Rams. What's his name? The Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald yeah. from the Rams. You see it with the Cole Packers well, as well. Yeah, Clear Mac jumps uh, in there. The Packers, the the brothers or something. You know the, those guys on the outside. Smiths. Yeah, but they got a lot of pressure brothers, from the inside as well. Yeah. I thought they were brothers. No, the same last name. Oh, okay. But they're not. I don't think they're brothers. I just don't. I don't I think study I asked the Packers. Micah that at one point. I don't study the but Packers. I don't think they're yeah. actually brothers. But I think I actually. I'm probably the one that put that in your head. So. Well, I um, think it just has. I think it really. Uh, bolsters your running game more than people realize the guard okay. position. All right, I guess we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that. I, I'm okay with not spending 11 million, but I I get he is a loss. I, I do get that. It just yeah, we'll see. Um, a couple more things. Amari Cooper he signed with the the Cowboys for five years, 20 million per year. So I think it was like a hundred million dollar contract, something like that. Um, so then earlier today. Tom Brady announced he will not be re-signing with the Patriots, and basically the internet went absolutely nuts on something other than the coronavirus. Uh, it was basically like, where is he going to go? Is it the Bears, the Dolphins, the Chargers, you know, somewhere else? I, I even brought up the Colts in a, in a group message that, that I had going on because um, that's what made made sense at, at the moment. But um, it sounds like he, he went to the, the Buccaneers. Is, is that correct? Is, is that official? Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, so the latest report is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are expected to sign Tom Brady, barring any unforeseen developments. Uh, this is according to Adam Schefter. He's generally right on. Yeah, he so is. That makes sense. And so uh, Brady and the Buccaneers have an agreement in principle that's worth roughly $30 million per season. I don't know if that means so that it's a multi-year be, deal. I'm assuming it'll be two. Yeah, probably a two-year deal. At the very deal. least, I, I don't think they'll go more than two. Personally, I mean, I I think this is a great situation for Brady. I think it's a great situation for both. Like, for both, yeah. I, I think that is like I. I don't want to go all in and say that they're a Super Bowl contender. I, I don't want to say that yet because it is still just a massive question mark when it comes to the talented wide receivers you have there. They have talented wide receivers. That's why it's a positive for Brady. Yeah, but talented wide receivers is not always what's worked with Brady. So it it. it, it it could be the worst decision, and it could be, you know, I mean, it, it might not be peanut butter and jelly. You know what I mean? It might be. Yeah, we'll what, see. What, peanut butter and. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't know what goes bad. Nothing goes bad with peanut well, butter. Well, so part of the strength steak. of this team. <laughs> I don't know. Peanut butter and steak. Peanut butter and steak. I don't know. Like <laughs> That's something terrible. That doesn't go together, is what I. Like steak and, uh, I don't know, ketchup or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think uh, something to watch with this is that these receivers are are downfield threats. Yeah, and part of the biggest deteriorate de- deterioration. Yeah, the of worst. Brady. Yes, is his yeah. downfield game, his arm strength, and throwing it down the field. Yeah, it's more quick passes. Yep. Um, they'll, they'll have to get a running back that can catch the ball. I think that's key when when you're running a Brady offense. But they have big, fast wide receivers that it's going to be intriguing to look at. Chris Godwin is a beast. Yes. He is and you good. Did, I mean, you started with someone other than Mike Evans. Yeah, like, I know. That's what's crazy <laughs> Yeah, is they have the weapons. So um, I'm sure Brady's salivating right now 
Um, if if he does that with his diet, I don't know. Like, he might drink way too much water and, and stuff that he can't salivate. <laughs> I have no idea the way it works. But I don't think so. I think that's the opposite. Yeah, is it? Okay. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. Um, <laughs> uh, Drew Brees signed two years uh, for $25 million with the Saints, 25 per year. Um, and then it also came out that Cam Newton was granted permission to seek a trade. This might be a little old news. Um, from <laughs> I mean, I was basically making this sheet uh, around like yesterday, you know, five thirty oh. today. So um, <laughs> might news. not might not be too too accurate. But at that point, that's what they were talking about. Was he was granted permission to trade? I looked at. I mean, with Brady gone, wouldn't it be like I mean, Cam Newton to the Patriots? It, Maybe it's not really what you know has made Bill Belichick successful, but I mean, you tell, bring in anybody and we could say that yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's not, it's Brady. not Brady. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's just, that'll be an interesting thing. So I, I'm more of a, a, I've been a Patriot guy. They've kind of always been my second favorite team because of Brady. And I've just enjoyed the greatness of, of the organization. I, I guarantee you this time next or like, give me four months from now. I will be hoping the Patriots suck. Like I want Brady to win this breakup. Yeah. So you know that, what I mean? Like so somebody you're, you're always, just following Brady. I'm following Brady. And I know I sound like just a slappy, like a Michigan, but he, he, it's not just that he went to Michigan. It's just, I love the way he, he goes about his business. So I really do. I'm only okay with that because it's not your primary team. Yeah. It drives me crazy when people are like, my favorite team oh. is the, is the Lakers because of Kobe. Yeah. And then and then they move on to something else because they're another person's their favorite player at that point. Yes, I don't like that either. And that that drives me crazy. Just pick your favorite team. You can do that with your second favorite team. That's fine. Yeah. But make your team your team, mm-hmm. and that's the team you're you're stuck with. Yeah. Because we're all stuck with the with Michigan teams. Yeah. And like when there's a breakup, there's always a winner and there's always a loser. Someone always their next boyfriend or girlfriend is a little bit better. The next <laughs> one on the other side is a little bit worse. Yep. There's always a winner. There's always a loser. Yeah. Who is going to win this breakup? Belichick? Because, look, I'm sure they're all going to say the right things, but this is a breakup. This is exactly what it is. It was Belichick or Brady. They chose Belichick, and this is where we're at. So, like, who do you think is going to win? Can the Patriots continue it with who knows that quarterback? That's a really good question. I don't I don't know. I'm not really sure. I mean, we saw Matt Castle have success, right? Point. When yeah. Brady got hurt the one year. Um, but that was also when the Patriots were just they, they were easily the best team in football at that point. You took away their quarterback and then they became a, a low, you know, a fringe playoff team at that point. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking Brady is going to get the upper hand in this. I think he could. I don't I don't it's I don't a really tough believe division inside, you know, you you're, you're going to go against Matt Ryan, you're gonna go against uh, uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, yeah, same conference now. Yeah, or s- same division. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, you never know. They're they're probably gonna have a pretty easy schedule because they were probably one of the last place teams in the division, I would guess. Um, so I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see. Um, we were hoping to make this like our last segment, but that's not gonna happen <laughs> with the way. But this is good. Um, so uh, I did say Drew Brees already signed, right? Um, Teddy Bridgewater. Sounds like he's going to Carolina. I don't know if it's official yet. Um, it is. They agree to a three-year, sixty-three million dollar deal. What is that? Per, so sixty-three. Three years, twenty-one mil per year. Twenty-one million. So that's that's a decent price for a, a decent quarterback. I. 
Look, a lot of questions with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, these these numbers that are going for like a Ryan Tannehill and Teddy Bridgewater right now are blowing my mind. I can't even wrap my mind around this. <laughs> Seriously, these guys have barely produced, and I get that people are you know they need quarterbacks. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking about the draft right now too. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of money being invested in these guys, and that means that I don't know if these teams are going to go invest with a first and second round pick in quarterbacks. And yeah. that's what, as Lions fans, that's what we need. People I would to take do. Carolina off the, the trading. Yeah. Up Carolina's list. off. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Chargers are on that list though. So that's nice. Cause, cause Philip Rivers officially signed with the Colts one year, $25 million, fully guaranteed. But last week we were reading the teams and the Colts and the Panthers were on that list. Yes. And now they're not And honestly, those are two that I would be okay with not being on the list. Like, yeah. Out of the, the ones that are, that I thought were more serious about getting or moving up in the draft and yep. like in more, I mean, if you want to say rebuilding mode, not necessarily just a one piece missing, like those are the ones that I would expect. to Yeah, go out and I agree. These guys. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how things continue to fall. I'm sure we've missed a couple because I haven't updated the list, but, um, we will get into some lines next. So the Lions have made some moves. So just bear with us here as, as we, we kind of move down and try to just break it all down. I mean, th- there's a lot going on here. Um, so the Lions, like I said, they cut Rick Wagner to save $6.1 million. They brought back long snapper Don Muehlbach. Oh, hooray, hooray. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, I don't That's really a key care. signing. <laughs> yeah. I know Drew, Drew uh, Big Drew from Big Drew and Jim loves that guy. So I, I just... <laughs> I love that <laughs> when he talks about him. So um, the first one was um, the Lions side former Eagles offensive tackle. Help me out with the first name Vitai. <laughs> like that's basically Vitai. I'm gonna give it a shot. All right, give it a shot here. Halapula Oh man, I was on a roll. <laughs> Halapula Vitai Vitai. Yeah, it's I like, don't know. Halapula Vitai. Halapula Vitai. Halapula Vitai. Vitai. Yeah. Good luck with that one, guys. Crush it. But I mean, we got the the linebackers name down pretty quick, so yeah. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> Jelani Tavai. Jelani Tavai. Jelani. Oh, I even got it wrong. <laughs> so maybe we didn't. Um, five years, ten million dollars per year. So he's going to be your starting right tackle. He's basically taking over for Ricky Wagner, which I mean, massive, massive question mark. He so. I don't know anything about this guy. Is he a right tackle or a left tackle? He's a right. Well, so he he's played multiple positions on the Eagles' offensive line over okay. the, the past few years. So he's only started three games the last three years again with the Eagles. Um, won the year before, or sorry, three games last year. Won the year before, even though he was healthy and played in all sixteen games. So look, it seems like an awful lot of money, in my opinion, for someone that hasn't proven to be a proven starter. So that is a massive concern. Um, only 41% of the snaps in tw- 2019. $10 million for a platoon guy is the way I want to. S- I look at it. I, I'm assuming the Lions don't look at it that way. They think they found somebody that is going to be, you know, a an anchor in, yeah. in, in a certain way on this offensive line, whether it's right tackle, right guard, left guard. I, I have no idea. It seems like he's flexible in, in his positioning, which is exciting. 
Um, and he's also he also played behind two of the best tackles in, in the league. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sorry, their their names escape me. I think. Um, for for the Eagles, they have the one of the best left tackles and one of the best right tackles in all football. Yeah, I wouldn't be years. able to help you with that. So, I don't want to like. It, it's. I'm I'm going to compare this. Yeah, go I'm going to compare this to Graham Glasgow because okay. we just got done talking about. I don't want to invest four year eleven million dollars per year in Graham Glasgow to be a guard. But that's what I said, right? <laughs> well, that's what you said. Yeah, but then but then we're bringing in a guy who's started three games in his career. And we're paying him ten million dollars for a five-year contract, yeah, per year, to be to be a, a, an offensive tackle. So it, it seems like he's just a lot less proven. Maybe there's upside. I hope the yeah. the scouting department and and the you know the talent guys are actually you know right about this one. But I haven't seen that, so I can't really make that comparison. This just is kind of boggles my mind a little bit, though. Yeah, I I, I agree. It is a massive question mark. I don't want to go on a, a hill and die on it saying it's a great signing because I'd be lying to you guys if, if I said that. And I don't want to say that it's a bad signing. And I don't want to say that he's it's a step down from Glasgow because I, or, or even Wagner in this. Like, it's it's just a big question mark. You look at it as the Lions overpaid. That's your first thought. But are they overpaying for some, but something that they think is worth it? That is going to be, you know, what we need to know. Right. Yeah, this could be this could have a huge impact on the Bob Quinn era as yeah. a whole because if you're investing this kind of money in a guy, it could be either a steal for five full years, yeah, and be the, one of the reasons why you're a good team, or it could be the re- one of the reasons you're you know in the dumps. Yeah, so. and, and you look at it as so, yeah, it's a, a five year deal. Well, Lions are in win win now mode, so if this doesn't work out, you're leaving this. You're leaving. The next regime with the four years of figure out yeah. how you make this guy work. So it is. it, it feels like an all-in type type of move. Um, I'm not saying you're you're getting the best the best and the greatest, and you're paying for him, and that's your all-in move. It's more like, hey, we <laughs> this has to work. Yeah. We have to find a way to make this work. And if it doesn't, we're we're absolutely absolutely screwed. It, it is kind of the way I look at it. He has to prove it. Um, it's just a big wait and see the way that this offensive line is going to come. Yeah, together. we as fans we can judge Bob Quinn on this one. So another move that the, that the Lions made was was they signed uh, former Patriot linebacker to a, uh, Jamie Collins to a three year, ten million dollars per season um, contract. Up, so he played under Patricia in New England uh, to start his career and was very productive and successful. They traded him in during the 2016 season. Um, before he returned to New England, or they traded him to Cleveland, then he came back to New England in 2019, and, and really he played in all 16 games. He had three interceptions, three forced fumbles, and seven sacks. I really like the signing because I think it, it fits well in this linebacker room. Um, I think he'll he'll help Giovanni Tavai a lot. I think he'll help Jared Davis a lot, and I I, I think he he's kind of a similar similar guy as is is Devon Kennard. Um, Devon Kennard even even tweeted at him and said, "Hey, we're, welcome to the room. We're excited to have you. We're gonna we're gonna make this happen." Um, but then, <laughs> couple like not even an hour later, um, there's reports that Devon Kennard's getting released by the Lions. So that seems a little a little odd. I I, I don't know that how much we can save if if you cut him. I don't know the ins and outs. Um, but it it seems like a wash 
if you bring in Jamie Collins and then you let go uh, Devon Kennard, whether it's a trade. So so if you trade and you bring in value, let's reevaluate after the fact. But if you're just rela- re- releasing the guy, it, it seems like a waste, and it seems like it, it, I don't I don't know I don't know. I'm curious to your thoughts on, on yeah I mean just kind of both if you will. We've talked about this as in the cornerback department. You know, if we bring in a really good draft pick, but we lose Darius Slay, then you re- it's it's just a wash in the end, yeah. and you're not really gaining any kind of talent. So I yeah I think this is kind of the same thing. If we just get rid of Devin Kennard. And have the, those seven sacks, and we bring in a guy like Collins to replace seven that. Sacks. It's seven sacks is the <laughs> yeah. same kind of out. But I do like the signing with Collins. I think that's the right kind of person that we need—a veteran with winning experience. Yeah, you know, something to bring into the locker room. Like, yeah, I've, I've been there, I've done that, and here's what I can offer and teach you guys who have no experience with winning. Exactly. Yep. I I do love the fact that he is the type of veteran player that this defense needs they need it i mean yeah they do absolutely they're if they're going to be successful they're going to be successful with young players like through the draft this year like it's going to be rookies that are playing above above their their pay grade if you will um or you're going to be overpaying for for veteran type guys he's going to be one of those veteran type guys that you're going to overpay for because you have a jared davis still on um, a, a rookie contract. Yep. You have Devontae Tavai still on a, a rookie contract. And then if uh, Devon Kennard is still there, you're paying him a decent amount. But, I mean, he's he's kind of that buddy up with, with Jamie Collins and, and see what you have. Um, I, I I agree with you. I like the signing. I feel like letting go Devon Kennard one way or the other, is it, it feels like a wash. I think it's a little bit of an upgrade when you're, if you put Jamie Collins and Devon Kennard like side by side, yeah, I do too. I think it's an upgrade for now, at least. But for the money, I I, I don't know. It, it, Count, it's Collins is thirty years old. It, you know, the, we don't know. Th- the third year of his contract might look really bad. Um, hopefully, at least we get one or two good, really good years out of this guy. Yeah. So we'll see. So another move that they made, uh, they signed uh, X Bears defensive tackle Nick Williams, uh, two years, five million dollars. Um, he, he's kind of one of those guys. He had a really good year last year, um, six sacks, but they were they were the first six sacks of his career, basically. Um, Forty two tackles, twenty four of them were solo in two thousand nineteen. Again, I mean, his first productive season. Can he duplicate it? For five million dollars per year, that's what the Lions are betting on. If he can fill, like I, I feel like, you, that's better than what we had with with Snacks Harrison last year. I, I don't have the numbers side by side. It feels like it'd be an upgrade for a lot less money. So I'm okay with that signing. I don't think it's going to make or break this defense. But well, and Snacks barely played, so there's a lot of you know. Even if he wasn't as good as Snacks, at least if he's on the field, he's still making a bigger impact than him mm-hmm. so that that's important right there uh i i'm okay with this signing i mean i think it's a cheap um risk yeah you know and, and if this guy ends up playing these other kind of guys you know a lot of these if you th- really think about being a defensive lineman these guys fill out over time yeah some of these guys don't get don't get into their he, nfl body until they're 28 years old yeah i mean we brought up snacks harrison he, he was undrafted yeah so it's not like you're getting these interior defensive linemen that are Coming out of college, and I mean, Derek Brown is kind of up there right now. Uh, Sue was that that name that yeah. was kind of that. But other than that, you don't get those very often. Right. So it is the guys that just develop, whether it's 
continue to gain weight and plug holes or become an athletic guy that, that can rush the passer. You know what I mean? I don't know what, what he fits. I, from what I hear, he's a, just a massive human being. Right. Um, but last year, he clearly found something. Exactly. That worked. Um. So, it, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with the risk. I don't think he's he, – he doesn't take an interior defensive lineman off, off your draft board, if you ask me. I I still see Derek Brown as a possibility with the first over or first-round pick. And, and compliment him with this more than replace him. Where you go back to Jamie Collins, it's like, okay, so is Isaiah Simmons off the draft board now because it's a linebacker? Uh, you know, I, I don't want to get into that too much, but it's like that, that's what I really look for in, in these signings. It's like, okay, so is that removing this from the draft? Yeah. And, and I'll kind of get into that. So Chase Daniel uh, signs a three-year, so he's a quarterback. He played with the Bears last year, three years, 4.35 per year. It doesn't mean a lot. I feel like it's a waste of money to 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 pay. A, I agree. To yeah. pay a backup quarterback because when you lose Stafford, you're losing the season. At that point, tank. That's the way I look at it. I know a lot of people disagree. Doesn't matter. It but did, like, it did us he, good last year. Yes, to get the did. third overall pick yeah. after where we started. We I lost mean, to Chase Daniels last year. So exactly. Um, I mean, I look at this as okay. So we're not going to draft a quarterback at in the fourth, fifth sixth or seventh round, right? Like that's basically what this four four point three five million is is assuring you do not have to draft a quarterback and hope that he can be your your backup. I again I don't like it. Yeah, I think this I wouldn't just like a waste it either money. way. I would just rather pull someone off the street to be your backup quarterback. That's yeah. the way I look at a backup quarterback position. Feels like a waste of money. Not a big fan. Um <laughs> you're I mean a Staffordless I, season is lost season. Yes. I th- I think the the theme of this is that I'm glad that we're actually we we've been losing players left and right with the Lions, so our draft needs just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. At least we're filling some of these holes. It's not like we have a glaring need at any one of these positions. At least we have a, a little bit of a backup plan. Yeah. I guess if that if we're not going to invest a first round pick in these positions, we can't invest a first round pick in all of them. So it's good so, that we're filling yeah, some of them. Exactly. So I mean, these signings are nothing to get excited about is the way I look at it. I think last year was more about getting excited. We, we paid the most for a slot corner. We paid the most for a, a, a edge rusher with, with flowers. It feels different this year. And this is the year that we have a little bit more money. So it felt like, all right, how are we going to spend them? Are we going to go out and get a $20 million guy? Uh, it feels like it's going to be a little different. So it's basically, and, and trust me, I get if you don't, if people don't trust Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. I get it. I'm not trying to sell you on that, but this is your last chance because they're building a team of guys that they think fits for what they want, and it's multiple pieces, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is their last chance. It's their I'll, last. I'll chance. agree with you on that. So one. It, it is. I'm not telling you guys to trust them, but I mean, it's basically you're either going to love what they're doing, or they're going to be gone, and you're going to be happy either they're, way. They're going to be. You're going to be happy either yeah. way because. Either this regime's getting fired, you're moving on, like you guys all wanted last year, or they're the smartest guys in the room. <laughs> so, well said. But you go back 48 hours, I don't see them as necessarily hands down better than what they what they are. I don't see them better now as what they were 48 hours ago, but time will tell. So, yeah, I agree. Um, before we sign out for the day, um, we do have our beer grades. Um for episode 46, but before we do that, I do want to remind everyone again that although you cannot sit and eat 
and drink at the House Brewing Company and Cafe. Do not, you do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown. Uh, they are open Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So you can continue to support them by purchasing crawlers, gift cards, and merchandise. And I, I recommend just buying gift cards for your small local businesses every chance you get. That's what's going to keep your door, their doors open through this time. Um, so just continue to support the, the, the people that you love um, because that, that, that's that's the kind of love that you would want in return. So um, just think about that as, as you go throughout your day. Um, but that's, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, they've got great beer. They've got great deals. Taco Tuesdays. Their tacos are great. Yes. Let's keep these guys. Let's support all of them. You know, if you want to bring a Clorox wipe and wipe your card as, you, as you're handing it to the person <laughs> and you want to wipe the gift card that you get back, you know, like we can be smart about this. We can do this while still supporting our community. Exactly. Supporting the, the, the small businesses. Yeah. It, it's very important to do that because I mean, this is the type of stuff that, that kills small businesses. Yeah. And, and, I get if you need to look out for yourself. I'm I'm not telling you not to, but if you have a little bit extra money to spend, find the find that one or two places that you love that you think could could be affected greatly by this, and just invest in them any way you can. Um, so they're, they're so the hops they're the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020, and if you mention State of My Sports. While you're getting your crawler filled, they will give you a dollar off of your first one. So what is this um, month's code? Well, we switched, so it was Tua for $2 off your first draft, um, but they're not doing drafts now right? because you can't just drink them there. So they're right. doing crawlers, they're doing a dollar off, a um, little change up, but um, keep, stay posted on that. We'll, we'll continue to work Tua. with them. And, Tua for now, though, still. Yeah, you can do that, but just mention State of My Sports when you get in the crawler field. There you go. <laughs> so, Ryan, do you want to give us a little beer grade for for what you're drinking tonight? I drank uh, Blow Your Face Out. <laughs> That's pretty violent. <laughs> yeah, it is. Right? I mean, yeah. Blow Your Face Out uh, by Roke. Is it Blow Your Face Out or Blow Your Face Stout? I feel like they missed that opportunity. Yeah, it's not a stout. It's no. a it's a double IPA. That's right. Yeah, yeah but it's a Blow Your Face Out. Roke Brewing Company out of uh, Royal Oak, Michigan. Uh, it's a 10 and a half alcohol by volume. Uh, let's just say this is... Uh, Crafted to maximize the dank character of hops with piney, tropical, and stone fruit aromas and flavors. With over 100 IBUs, these hops are ready to explode right out of the bottle. So grab a glass. This beer is going to blow your face out. All right. I couldn't have said it better myself because I didn't. I read it. Um, so I, this is a double. It's pretty pungent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this is pretty easy to drink, though, is for it? a double IPA. Yeah, I'm kind of a fan of this thing. I'm going to give it a, a 7.9. Okay. All right. So for me, I have uh, from Parent Brewing Company, their Side Hustle series, um, Carrot Cake. So it's Carrot Cake Cream Ale. I told you guys all about it. Um, a lot of flavors. It has carrots, pineapples, um, lactose, especially malts, blah, blah, blah. It, it, so this was from my my sister Brett. Very, I mean, it's it's a different beer. You had a little taste of it. I did. Um, it very flavorful, very sweet. I think is a good word. Yep. Which you would expect from carrot cake. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with it. I truly was. Um, but it's a little different. So it's not going to get up there with with the IPAs that I love very much. But it's really not bad. So I'm going to go with a six eight on that one. Okay. So. How, I'm curious, how, how many did you drink? 
Two? Three, I think. Three? All right, so three, it's, it's so sweet that I didn't know if you could get through. Might have been two. More than one, but but you did. I mean, you clearly did. Yeah. So it's got to be it's got to be pretty good. I I will say this: if you're a fan of carrot cake, this oh yeah is like spot on, right? I would the say flavor so. yeah. definitely. Yeah, I mean, and who would have thought that a carrot cake would go well in in beer variety? I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. So Parent Brewing Company, which is in Comstock Park, Michigan, great place. Love that. Love their beer. Um. So that is episode forty six. So, uh, this was this was different. Just me and you. I, I hope it went well. Yeah, I hope so too. We went through our our, our tough times. We had our good <laughs> times. We had our first caller, which is exciting. Yeah, that never happens. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure that one. We so we're gonna give you guys Ryan's phone number. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> stuck on that. So you guys have no idea listening right now what we went through tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a rough we one. We thought if we it, lost it all. <laughs> I'd love. Yeah, this is, I'm going to sleep well knowing that we didn't. We so. don't have to repeat. Yeah. We're good. So thank you guys for listening, and thank you all for watching. Um, thank you for recording, Ryan. Usually I say thank you all for recording, but I can't do that. Just me. Today. So thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate it. So we'll talk to you guys next week, if not sooner. Peace.